You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie. And years ago, when my brother, uh, my younger brother was in college, my mom and dad were going to go pick him up from the airport. So he was flying from uh, south uh, or mid-Florida, Gulfside, Florida. He was going to school in Temple Terrace in Tampa, Florida. He was flying to Memphis, which is relatively close to our home in Alabama, where I grew up. And at one point, they're going to go pick him up. And my dad started feeling like some pain in his chest. And he goes, you know what, maybe uh, why don't you go ahead and go pick him up? And I'm just going to go get my heart checked out. And um, by the time the night was over, he was scheduled for triple bypass surgery the following day. So and that was that was uh, my father's still with us. Thank God. Um, This was a long time ago. It's a long time ago because. My brother was in college, and that was a long time ago, and he's my younger brother, so that lets you know a little something about me. Uh, There's some distance there, but what I'm saying is that there's some heart issues that go on, not just in our family, but there's some research out there with uh, uh, Brellin Finn et al., in 2019, proposed an incredible study about the comparisons of cardiovascular benefits with resistance training, aerobic training, and combined uh, exercise. And I think that's pretty cool. And in that, they start to to break down some of the the things, some of the stats about cardiovascular disease, including one third of the deaths in the United States are from cardiovascular disease. One quarter of the people in the U.S. have some form of cardiovascular disease. So a third of the people are dying from heart disease and a quarter of the people in the states have it. A hundred, $330 billion per year in medical cost. And that is expected to, by the way, this is 2019, this research was done. They are, they're projecting by 2035, which is not that far away, that it'll go from 330 billion to $749 billion due to the fact that half the current adult population already has high blood pressure. What's high blood pressure? It's currently defined as 130 over 80 millimeters per mercury, according to the American Heart Association, which for the longest time when I was teaching, when I was learning exercise science, it was it was 140 over 90. However, when we were teaching it early on, it was 140 over 90, but we would always say many people think that number is still too high, 140 over 90. So it has officially been changed to 130 over 80 for your blood pressure. That's considered to be high blood pressure now, greater than or equal to 130 over 80 millimeters per mercury. And according to the article, in general, individuals at high risk of developing cardiovascular disease have a cluster of risk factors and it's not just a single risk factor necessarily that and there are numerous components to this physiological system and it includes hemodynamics blood lipids glucose metabolism adiposity uh, which is the amount of fat that is held in the body rather than just one 
risk factor. They do tend to cluster. The article goes on to say that there's strong evidence that aerobic exercise contributes to improvements in known cardiovascular risk, including blood lipids, hemodynamics, cardiorespiratory fitness. But there's also some growing evidence that resistance training improves other cardiovascular risk factors, such as glucose metabolism, insulin sensitivity, muscular strength, and mass. And there are other potential mechanisms that that resistance exercise and cardiovascular disease are thought to be improved when it comes to weight management. Uh, endothelial function, which is the lining of the blood vessels, and hemodynamics. Anyway, results from the previous study conduct, are conducted in patients with metabolic dysfunction, such as diabetes, have suggested that performing both aerobic and resistance exercise has greater benefits on metabolic health than performing either exercise alone. The problem with most studies, though, is that they're limited to short durations. They're limited to 8 to 12 weeks, usually, because that lines up well with universities and the students who attend university to be able to say, hey, I've got this, this three-month block in uh, a semester that I can do. And so it allows a few weeks for the professors and the student um, researchers to prepare their study, to present it, to enroll people, to do the study, and then to send them on the, their way. So it doesn't necessarily give a lot of time, eight to 12 weeks. Good, it gives us some, some microcosm information. But to add to that, a lot of these studies are small sample sizes, usually less than 30 people. They don't often have control groups. Uh, and then also when you look at, is it cardio? Is it resistance training or is it cardio and resistance training? So a lot of the good research that we thought came out wasn't necessarily good research. It was just that they did resistance training and resistance training, sorry, resistance training and aerobic training. And that just meant that they were working out twice as much. <laughs> so I would assume you're going to get better benefits if you're working out twice as much. So what we're looking at is, is there a different version of comparison that we can equate for time? And I think that's important. Important The comparison of cardiovascular benefits on resistance training, aerobic training, and combined exercise. Well, Schroeder et al. did a study that kind of looks into this. And there were 69 adults. They had elevated high blood pressure, hypertension, overweight, obesity, sedentary lifestyles. They were randomized into one of three eight-week exercise programs or a non-exercise control group. And the participants in all three exercise groups had equal exercise time. So it wasn't, if we're doing a combination, 60 minutes cardio and 60 minutes resistance training, that person is now working out 120 minutes versus just the 60 minute group. It was equated. So 60 minutes of resistance training, 60 minutes of cardio training, or 60 minutes of combined resistance and cardio. Aerobic training only increased cardiorespiratory um, components that were studied here. And there were cardiorespiratory components um, that we looked at, uh, we, like I did that study. So let's, let's back up a little bit. The sessions of resistance and aerobic, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Combined training 
provided significant reductions in peripheral and central diastolic blood pressure. It increased the cardiorespiratory fitness. It increased upper and lower body strength, and it increased lean body mass. Those are all really good things. Now, aerobic training only increased cardiorespiratory uh, fitness and helped to reduce body weight via fat, and some of that was fat-free mass. Resistance training alone only increased lower body strength and reduced waist circumference. I mean, any individual one of these was good, but with the combined training seemed to be superior. However, neither aerobic or resistance training alone showed significant reductions in blood pressure. If you look at this, there's a composite score for cardiorespiratory or cardiovascular disease risk factors, and there's a greater reduction with combined training compared to the control groups, which is good. But conclusively, among individuals that, inc that had an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, as little as eight weeks of combined training may provide a more comprehensive cardiovascular disease benefit compared to a time-matched aerobic training or time-matched resistance training alone. You don't have to double up your cardio. You don't have to double up your resistance training. You got to cut back 30 minutes on cardio. If you're one of those cardio bunnies and all you do is cardio, cut back on that halfway and fill it in with resistance training. If you're one of those that just goes hard and you're like, I do resistance training. I like to resistance train. That's cool for the sake of your heart. You don't have to double up. You don't have to say, um, on top of my resistance training, I have to now also do my cardio training. Just cut down on your resistance training, fill it in with some aerobic exercise, and get the benefits of a, uh, get a more beneficial, a more substantially beneficial uh, response for your heart. All right. Share the workload between resistance and cardio. All right. And share this episode, like subscribe, share with your friends and fitness family. If you want to become an NASM personal trainer or continue your education with NASM, check out our website at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Keep going out there and inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.